Okay, so... Uh, oh, no, Ant's making noises. All right, Ant, you've seen The Fly, David Cronenberg's 1986 seminal movie about transformation of the human body, the possible disease of us developing technologies in which we're combined with animals due to teleportation mistakes. You've seen that movie. You love that movie. I love that movie. Jeff Goldblum, sexy as hell, right? It's a great guy. He looks nice. He becomes a fly, a little bit stronger. Kind of feel like I'd like to be in his arms. I'd like to be held by him when he's strong. I'd like to be in him. Maybe in him. Depends on what day of the week it is. But anyway, so um, in that film he makes an interesting point. Um, And this ties into the subject of the week, which is politics. He says he would like to be the first insect politician. Mm. Now, I know that there's a possibility where I have a second... Kim Jong-un was an insect politician. No, 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 he wasn't, no. But there is a chance that we'll have a second referendum in which we can right the wrongs of the blivering idiots that voted leave because of racist reasons. We can maybe make this right, but if we can't, and this is a very likely position we find ourselves in, if we can't make it better, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and sign on as a different species. I'm going to change my species, and I'm going to become insect, and I'm going to become the first insect politician. That's my plan. Insects can't be politicians? Well, you say that. But I will be the first insect politician. It'll be a, it'll be a blow, uh, like a triumph for like insect rights everywhere or something. Exactly. Shit. Yeah. It will now be LGBTI. No, it won't. They won't want insect, anything to do with insect you. sexuals. You'll be the one they that they uh, mock. Uh, you anyway, don't know that. You, you review a thing because this is crit apocalypse and you've wasted. This is episode forty-four. Two, almost two minutes of everyone's life. Well, wasted, enlightened, giving them ideas. Wasted. How do you feel about the voting process that's happened so far? Like, what have you experienced of this? Because I know that we've both had quite a few... Man, I'm on the hard stuff, so... You're on the hard stuff? Iron brew. Iron brew, yeah. You know what? When uh, when Scotland... It's It's ties, yeah. But when uh, when Scotland gets their (laughs) wish, and they get to leave the UK... Moving to Scotland. Yeah. (laughs) You You have to to get your supply of iron brew. Yeah, it'd be alright, it's nicer up there. It is. It's cheaper. Yeah. yeah. I sort yeah. of seen Eclipse last time I went there. Exactly. Um compared yeah. to the UK where most people apparently think that the EU governs immigration in a negative way. And yeah. also that somehow that controls our NHS. Yeah. Hey, do you know what we could do to make Britain great again? Hold a referendum to change the fucking name. Yeah. That yeah. would do it. Because if we could just add another fucking word to it instead of being the fucking island of cunts. I'm really angry about that. I'm angry because I thought before we spoke Three about minutes. racism. All right, before we spoke about racism, and I said that I didn't understand it. I still don't understand racism. I don't understand why it exists and why people hold so close to their chest the fact that another person is a different color to them or comes from a different place. I don't understand it. It to me is is what is intrinsically wrong with. Do you watch some Star work. Trek later? No, but here's here's my problem. I'll teach you about racisms. Everyone, almost everyone in the UK can read. They've proven that by the fact that they picked mm. a word that they know how to spell. Why didn't they actually read anything? Why did they vote based solely on an emotional opinion based on their own opinion of another people's? And why did they vote saying what they said? This is the thing that, that, that fucking astounds me, is that everyone said... Have you noticed- This is your first review now, I've decided. Your All first right. review I'll is a referendum. I'll tie it into the No, other this is your first review. No, it's fine. The referendum's referendum. going to get tied into something else. But- no, you've taken up four minutes. Okay. The referendum is your first review. Okay, fine. So, my question is that, um, that when people are voting, when they were voting, 
what? Who told them the information that this is what Leave is going to do? No, they didn't tell anything about what Leave would do. They yes, said, they said I mean. if we leave, who knows what could happen? Exactly. And I don't. Apart from they said they were to give three hundred fifty million a week to the NHS, which no, was no, a fantastical no, no. figure. Nigel Farage was against that. <laughs> What a cunt. Which he put on the side of a bus. Yeah, he just stood and in front of it. as we may, before he even denies the bus has anything to do with him, yeah. favourite UKIP promotional thing is fucking buses. Yeah. They love driving around in buses. Do you know what? Do you yeah. see the UKIP bus go through Woking once? Yeah. Someone threw some bloody food at it when it went past. Do you know what? It wasn't my me. My favourite thing about the Nigel Farage campaign as well is it's constant denial. Yeah. It's it's always no, and also like he's and he'll say something racist, then apologise, and everyone pretended they ever heard him say something racist. Well, the thing that made me want to choke every second of life from his body, and then defecate all over his corpse, and then watch his family as I defecate all over his corpse, making a corpse, making eye contact as I slowly he forgets his family. He left him in a restaurant once. As I slowly come into every orifice on his body, and his still beating heart slowly like ticking Cameron. away with the moments. He's not a pig. Um... I I will look his family in the eyes every time and I'll say, you know this is what's right. You know this is required. This needs to happen. He needs to go away. Because him as a human being doesn't work. That You can't live your life the way that he lives his life. He went on TV and said, we've won this without a shot being fired. That's what... Fucking offensive. Yeah, that is the point I'm getting at. <laughs> We know they have ties to Prince first. They deny it, but the right wing are very, very much entwined with these very racist, xenophobic groups. We know no, that. They're just Christians, worried about Christian values. And no, they're they terrorists. Want British know, to be no, British. Britain's first are terrorists. This is, yeah. this isn't, they've made, At the very least, they're extremists. No. They're, Christian extremists. They, they are terrorists because they've made threats to our government, to our governing body. They yeah. have made a vicious attack against them. One of their members, who has been known to be a member of Britain First, one of the one of the people that's actually there holding up a banner at one of their rallies, he has killed a member of our parliament. He has made an attack on our peoples, and yet still, still they're allowed to roam the streets, still they're allowed to hang their banners, and that's like ISIS coming to fucking Woking and just being like, well, you know, we attacked a few people, but we really were just, you know, we're we're a Christian group. Oh, sorry, Islam. So that's the difference. Oh shit, there we go. Fucking cunts. They but, um, they used to live in Burton on Trent, and Britain first came there a little while ago, and a bigger <sighs> protest turned up against them and just told them to fuck off. They tried to <laughs> they tried to have a protest where Unity were having a protest, and I was like, well, you know, you're kind of missing the point. Unity would just accept you and your opinions, even if they were black. You could hate it all you want, but you'd be accepted. It'd probably drive them fucking nuts. <laughs> but my problem, and it is just what you mentioned there. The fact that Nigel Farage has the gall to make a joke of a woman whose life encompassed more good than his entire family will ever do in the history of man. No matter how far back you go in his, in his DNA, hmm. you will never find another person who did even an iota of what that woman did. And she was killed and he turned her death into a fucking joke. There was a vote leave plane flew over the memorial. I know. <laughs> He They said it was delayed because of weather, and I'm like, well, there comes a point where you just he's don't fly. scum. Yeah. He is fucking scum. Everyone who voted leave did so with a smile, knowing that was their patron. That mm. is the person that's going to make decisions for them. Mm. And that is why everyone is so fucking angry. 
No one gets this, but I don't care if I've lost a vote if the vote is just who's in power. I didn't get this angry when Conservatives came into power. I just said, well, fuck it. You've made your decision, people. Maybe they'll do some good. But when I know something is bad and I know that some evil is creeping into our government in the way that this so obviously has and people are celebrating it, I just want to fucking shake every one of them and say, what are you fucking doing? This is the quote I liked from a major senior source at a bank. Oh, you know, I've, I've seen that. Yeah, read <laughs> fucking, it out Fucking disaster. Single most irresponsible, grossly misconceived act of self-harm in history. Every single one of the leave leaders must be held accountable and not allowed to slope off. Johnson's speech was grotesque. Our own homegrown Trump. Boris Trump. Cunt. That's beautiful. People are idiots, aren't they? That's what I think I've realised. People are idiots. And all these people that go, nobody would whine this much if they if they lost. No one would whine this much if they... But the fact that there's so many people passionate about what you've done who are able to give you information as to why this was a bad idea hmm. and they're able to show you facts and information that show that the people that you have voted... You can voted. prove anything with facts, though. That's the thing. Opinions. Yeah. Can't, can't disprove opinions. It, <sighs> I'm just... What do experts know? I'm genuinely finding it hard to associate with people anymore. I know, I I know for a fact that that for one night, I had 13,788,000 people, who I include as my brothers and sisters, because they stood with me. 16 million. Was it 16 million? Yeah, there's only like, was it... 30 million total, between no, no, there's only like 30, 30 million voted. So, so 16 million for, um, voted for Remain, 17 million for Leave. Was it really? Huh. But anyway, for one night, we stood arm in arm against the loud, ignorant voices of stupidity who said, we want change, but couldn't tell you what they wanted to change. It could be the national source from brown to red. It doesn't fucking matter. They wanted change. And they were loud, and they were stupid, and against every fact, against every statistic, against every educated human being that said to them, no, this is a bad idea, they turned around and said, we don't fucking care, we're fucking idiots. They just want Britain to be about British. They want Britain to be great again. They want to stop those Islamic ray guns. As I said, if you want Britain to be great Britain again, just fucking hold a referendum to change the name. Don't ruin people's future. Don't side with who someone who is so obviously a fucking cunt that you can smell it. No matter where you are in the country, there is a tinge of sadness and rape to the fucking world. This is this is wrong. Do you not fucking understand that? And people are happy about this. What the fuck, man? Anyway, so the referendum, that's gonna get an Adam Sandler. But I did also play the Resident Evil 7 demo. The specify Adam Sandler post uh, Little Nicky? No, no, no. This is Adam Sandler post Jack and Jill. He's done a lot of sh- shit between... I know, but the future is not looking good yeah. for Adam Sandler. <laughs> it is not looking good for us. I finished watching Archie yesterday, yeah. and it um, fucking suggests I'll watch this do-over or whatever it is. I've watched that. I don't want to watch that. It's a homophobic rant, and it's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but uh, so you're done with the referendum. I'm just going to quickly throw this in here. Resident Evil Seven demo. No, no, Pretty review good. that later. I'll give it to Tom Atkins. Don't try and fit two reviews in. You can't. No, no, I didn't do anything. Fucking cunt bastard. <laughs> <sighs> right, I suppose I'll. I've missed a review then. No, you, you went get, straight you on to a, a second. You, you messed up the entire order. Go on, go for it. Ah, uh, right. You got, you got a review. 
my first review this week is going to be season one of Supergirl because I've not really done much the last two weeks. So how is Red Tornado? Supergirl. Red Tornado looked fucking stupid. <laughs> it, it looked better when it was actually like on film when they got when it got darker because there's yeah. a night sequence. He looked a little bit better. Yeah. But why they decide to paint a guy's face red and put a frigging bicycle helmet on it, I don't know. But that show, what I'm going to say, the first half of it is like, it's not very well done. It kind of, it's got the right idea, but it's not quite pulling it off. You know like how the first season of Buffy's a bit messy? Like when you go back and watch it and it's not Buffy the Vampire Slayer yet. Yeah. Season two's when it becomes Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's like where she falls over and she drowns in a puddle and then she wakes up and she's super powered and she doesn't have any bruises or anything. Yeah. yeah. But the first, first half of... Supergirl was shaky, wobbly, and there's a point where every now and again you'd get a bit where you're like, "Oh shit, it's good for a second When like Martian Manhunter turns up and they kept that a secret, that was pretty well done. Yeah. Like, like there's some moments like that. But the second half of the series is actually really good. Like it builds, it twists. The I didn't guys make it you to think, the second half. Oh, dude, the 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 people you think are going to be the villain isn't the villain. Like, there's all sorts of twists going on. There's an episode where Supergirl's exposed to Red Kryptonite and she goes evil and stuff for a little yeah. while. Um, there's like a there's a story arc that goes on for about sort of five episodes where each episode leads into the next one almost directly. Okay, and like in Smallville where the Red Kryptonite came along. Yeah, but it was like this one she gets the Red Kryptonite for one episode. She's fucking up stuff and she's being nasty and she gets another girl fired from the office who's been brought in to be an assistant assistant to Cat Grant and stuff. Um, then you have like an episode where the city doesn't trust her and all this sort of stuff. Nice. And she's like unsure if she can really be Supergirl anymore and all this. Um, and then you get the Flash Super Supergirl crossover, and he sort of goes, which I kind of love. You got to be good, have some hope. It's a really fun episode, mm. and that's where Silver Banshee comes into it, which is quite. I love how Silver Banshee's just got voodoo makeup on. She looks like she's on the Mardi Gras parade. Um, <clears throat> but that whole that arc kicks off a couple of episodes earlier. Um, there's a version of you know the Superman story for the man who has everything, where Superman where. Batman, Robin and Wonder Woman go to the Fortress of Solitude and Superman's there with a plant thing on his chest mm-hmm. and he's having a dream about being in a, back on Krypton. Okay. Um, they did that with Supergirl, basically. <laughs> Alright, so they did... It wasn't Brainiac, was it? It was... Uh, was it Mongol, I think it was, who put it on her? Yeah. Um, I've got the story over there. Um, <laughs> I've got the comic. But, yeah, just for like... For like, probably about episode 13 onwards, I'd say, the series just like fired on all cylinders all the way through. The season finale... It had cheese and stuff because it's a bit of a cheesy show, but mm. it works. And I like the costume on Supergirl. It's a really good costume. It's not like there's no. It's not overly sexualized or anything. It's just a suit. Like do you know, so her legs aren't bare. She's got tights. Like, yeah. I mean, the suit wasn't the thing that I had the issue with. Like the first few episodes, I was just like the first few episodes are shaky as hell, and it's like yeah, I just couldn't make them past it. A bit like, saccharine and stuff. I I think my. I think their move to the CW is going to help it a lot. Yeah. I think that's going to make it a better show. I'm really hoping the whole Christmas event thing they're going to do, because they're saying the first episode of Flash is going to be a Flashpoint paradox. Yes, it's story. always going to be called Flashpoint. Yeah. And then the second episode is going to be linking to that. Yeah, but I reckon shit's going to go weird for the first few episodes of all those shows. Yeah. Apart from Legends of Tomorrow, because that kind of exists in its own bubble. Yeah. Um, And I think that whole crossover event thing they're going to do is going to be like a crisis on two Earths. Did you like, hear who's going to be the uh, the villain in Arrow season five? No. Um, it's going to be played by the guy who played Tyrese in The Walking Dead, um, and he was going to play. Shit, I can't remember his name. He's like in the comics. He's part of the whole Sportsmaster. Uh, I want Sportsmaster. <laughs> no, not Sportsmaster. Um, in the comics, he's part of the whole um, the whole zombie thing they did not long ago. Shit, I can't remember his name. 
Fuck. Um, I want to bring Solomon Grundy back in, Arrow, because they set him up and they never did it. Solomon Grundy, yeah, and also um, I would like to see more Gorilla Grodd. Yeah, they can only do that once per series, really, can't they? And I think they blew a lot of their CG budget on Arrow this year with that King Shark episode. Yeah, that was fucking immense. <laughs> that was incredible. That, for an episode of TV, was great. It's, yeah. It almost matched what Game of Thrones does with CGI. Yeah. And Game of Thrones has a stupid budget. I do hope in the next series of Flash they um they buy a new CGI model for Barry and stuff, because they're starting to look a bit rubbery. Yeah. I'm getting weird. Blade 2 CGI fight vibes yeah. every now and again, especially in that last episode. What, where he ran against himself and he yeah. used him, yeah. Although, the bit where he disintegrated looked fucking awesome. Yeah. That <laughs> was really got him, He disintegrated twice, that series. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, he made Supergirl... A... Wait, did he disintegrate twice? Yeah, because he disintegrated when they um, tried to give him his powers back. He went, and ripped apart. Oh, yeah, but no, but he didn't really disintegrate then. He travelled into the speed force. Yeah, but he so, did, like, does His molecules fast. started travelling too fast to be perceived. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I know what you mean. But um, Supergirl, yeah, it was like... Really good. They, they they occasionally got some really nice effects going on in it. I'm still not going to watch it. My problem is that with um, with any Superman or Supergirl series, it's like uh, Deus Ex Machina, isn't it? It's just like what? Don't you, it's, it's what the just, obscure ZX Spectrum game with narration by Tom Baker and John Pertwee. Yeah, um, it's it's like having four and Indian the Hulk Drury. in the Avengers, and then having Civil War. It's like someone has to make the joke. Why don't we just call the call the Hulk? We don't know where he is. Four. You know, it's like, and that's what it's going to be like. If well, the Supergirl CD... addresses the Superman stuff quite often. Yeah. Um, the whole finale thing, basically, Non has set off this mind control thing on the whole of the city. Yeah. And he's basically using all the people in the city as like a data farm. They're just sitting there typing away on keyboards and shit, like doing so their code exactly stuff. exactly the same as, as Jessica Jones. Um, and they call, yeah, it's like, like the entire city, like yeah. everyone in the city except that was what they were leading Supergirl, for, Cat Grant, and um, what's-his-face, yeah. the other guy, Maxwell Lord. Um, but they call Superman, and as soon as he comes, they think he's going to be fine because he's got Kryptonian DNA, and this thing's not affecting Kryptonians. But then they did this whole nature versus nurture thing because he's been on Earth his whole life since he was a baby. Mm. It worked on him. And he just flies in. You just see him flying and go, whoop, whoop, and drop into line. And then for the next episode, you just see his feet on a table when he's recovering. Because <laughs> they're not showing Superman. They're showing yeah. him in the next series, though. But, uh, yeah, I just I don't like Superman being a part of DC. That's the problem. The biggest problem with DC is Superman. Ah, he's good. Superman's awesome. Any right and right? Superman is awesome, but Superman needs to be in his own universe. Because if you've got Superman or Supergirl, you've always got this, this incredibly strong being that can do almost anything. There's no real threats anymore. Like, magic's the only thing that can defeat them, and they're not going to really introduce Black Adam or... I like to tell they did... Um, I've always said animated series Superman's one of the best depictions of Superman. Because he has limits. Yeah. His um, energy drains and stuff like that. Yeah, he gets And that started getting stuff. worked into the comics, like in Superman Returns in the film as yeah. well. Because he has to fly up into the sky to get super dose of sun so he can... Yeah, he basically charges himself up. Supergirl's got a limit they introduced in this series. Really? Um, she can't breathe in space. She, like, she can't fly well, through yet. space and stuff. Yeah, but she flies up at the end. She throws a big old spaceship into space. It's yeah. gonna blow up, and she freezes and like and goes like that, and yeah. she's dying. And her sister flies her pod up into space and grabs her. But that is that is the problem though. It's just it's just there aren't many limitations. They'll learn. Mm. They'll get past them. But you don't write about the limitations. You write about the things she can't solve with her powers. That's mm. how you write good stories. It's but, like the best stories with Flash are the ones he can't solve just by running fast. But that's the thing. Like even though that exists. It's harder to do that with someone who's super fast, heat vision, yeah. invulnerability, super strength. You know, like I Superman, like Superman. Solve this Rubik's cube. I can't do it. What? No, he can. He'll just he'll just move so fast. It'll break. 
They're not, not strong enough. He'll quantify time in a different way. Yeah, but even if Brexit can repair it as he's... And he still wouldn't be able to see that he's <laughs> doing slow motion things. <laughs> bits are flying off. He's like grabbing them and swinging yeah. them back in place. Heat lasing them into place. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to... He's we, actually cheating, though. Yeah. We'd just see a blur because we couldn't be able to. It's madness. Um, but if I, the Flash did it, he'd just get frustrated. He'd just go off to the shops, buy a new one, come back and go, yeah. done it. Yeah, there you go. It's in the packaging for Barry. I like. I so Can't open it. Right. Fucking childproof packaging. So it's great because the Flash and Arrow, hmm. they can use their speed. Well, Barry can use his speed to do other things, and Arrow can solve anything by stabbing it with an arrow. Arrow, well, no, no. Green Arrow has sort of learned that he needs to have more than just arrows. He's got trick arrows and shit like that. He started to build up like a collection. Yeah. Wasn't there, didn't they show an arrow with a cat on it in one? They showed someone with really silly ones, didn't they? The boxing glove arrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. was in one of the episodes. But, um, like, that's great because when you have a fight between those two, they use their natural strengths hmm. to defeat each other. Like, if, um, if Green Arrow is going into a fight against Barry Allen, He'll know to he'll know to aim low and use stuff that is very Come quick prepared. impact. Yeah, like concussion stuff and and taser things. It's just and that's great. That's a really good way of doing it. But if you've got Supergirl, it's like oh, I'll taser. Wait, no, she's super strong. Okay, she's being the taser. Okay, I'll I'll fight something. Oh no, she's super fast. She's dodged it. Okay, I'll punch her in the face. No, she's super strong. I can't do that. I can't immobilize her. I can't stop her. There is no way for me to win this. That's the thing. You just got to be smarter about how you make a fight. Um... But then one of the things they did in the last episode was non put her sister in like an exoskeleton thing to give her super strength and stuff. Yeah, she's mind controlled, so she's being controlled by yeah, non. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her arm is all like made out of kryptonite and stuff, so yeah. she's making her fight Supergirl and beat the shit out of her. Mm. Like that's a cool thing because that's like no way Supergirl can win that. She's without killing her sister. But once you've got a ton of kryptonite, mm. you've then got mm. a character that can be defeated by a little rock, and everyone can have a rock. Mm. It just they'll keep finding kryptonite it. out of their ass. Yeah. And that's even worse because it means that every episode is going to be like, well, you may have defeated me this time, but oh, kryptonite. I'm going to walk away now. Uh, Okay, Supergirl's cool. That show's been good. I don't mind it. I just wish it existed. I wish it. Supergirl's in this show as well. I wish it stayed away from the other stuff. And that's not. I've got no issue with the main actress. No, I've got no issue with the main actress. I've got no issue with the idea of the series. It's just I just wish that DC had characters that had weaknesses. Like, the Hulk is uncontrollable, and 4, it can be defeated by the Hulk. But 4 is also vulnerable to mind control, electricity, like, the, not electricity, sorry, beam weapons, laser weapons. You know, that's all obtainable stuff. But when you've got a character that can just dodge everything, can skip everything, it's just... got kryptonite in DC Universe, man. Yeah, but they all have 40 <laughs> different powers. That's the problem. Like, Iron Man doesn't all of a sudden have the ability to fucking, I don't know, shoot fire out yeah, of his you're eyes. You're thinking too much about combat and speed stuff. Speed and... And the best written stories are the ones that are about the character, not the combat. Yeah, but the doesn't character... doesn't have to come down to punching. The character is a superhero. You need to read some of Alan Moore's Superman stories, I've man. read some of Alan Moore's Superman, yeah. and it's just... grows long hair. <clears throat> he didn't write that. Do you not? No, that's a fucking 80 Superman. That's like friggin', was it Jeff? Not Jeff Johnson. I fought, um, I fought, uh, All Star Superman where. No, All Star Superman's Grant Morrison. What about Superman and Batman Doomsday? Doomsday? Who knows? I don't know. I didn't read that. Oh. Okay, well then. <laughs> but 80 Superman's when he grew a mullet. And when he came back from the dead and he had guns. No, he was blue and red and he had electricity powers. There was all sorts of shit going yeah, on there. Yeah, there was. It was. DC's not very good, is it? <laughs> 
I would love <laughs> it if they just put some people in charge of writing the comics who, like, they have set rules. Yeah. And they say, if someone dies, they're dead. That's it. Yeah. You can write someone dying if you want. You can kill Green Lantern before he's done fuck all in this universe. I don't care. He stays dead. That's the rule. No bringing him back. No zombie one. Hmm. Unless they fall apart instantly. That'd yeah. be cool. The Black Lantern. That was the, that was the hmm. rings that brought back the dead. Which one is the, um, this is the lantern that's a fucking cat. Is one of the, was it one of the red lanterns? Uh, no. It's the pet of someone, and then his master's killed, and he, um, uses the Isn't he... power to get revenge. Cause there's, there's red, white, there's blue. There's pink, there's everything now, man. There's pink, green. If their powers combine, they form Captain Planet. No, if their powers combine, they actually, there's like a, it's like a weird deity thing. I've seen it, it's in one of the comics. <laughs> um. Green Lantern's stupid now. God, who is it? It's the really angry guy that does it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I, that's my problem. DC Comics, not a fan. Because they're either too dark, and then they add something silly like Green Lantern makes a choo choo train and it comes and stomps on someone. Or they're too bright and it just has no impact. You've got stuff that's in the middle, like when Max Landis did, um, it did Superman, and it was all about him coming to terms with who he was. It was called American Alien, I think. Hmm. It's fairly interesting. It's a good comic. It is a good comic. And you've got stuff like Animal Man and Swamp Thing team up to take on the Red and the Green. You need to read the Superman Swamp Thing story I've got. That's a fucking good comic. But there's loads of comics that DC have done that individual stories are great, but I've read read entire... Oh, they're terrible at law and universes. Yeah, I've read entire series of Marvel comics. Batman and Zen and R. (laughs) Do you know about Batman and Zen and R? No. He's an alternate reality Batman who's black, who wears red, yellow, and all this sort of stuff. Maybe from another planet. But later on, it turns out he's actually um, someone pretending to be Batman who looks like Batman. He's in disguise. And then Batman himself pretends to be the Batman of Zen and R, this other planet, dimensional being thing. It's fucking nonsense. But there is a Lego figure of him, so that's okay. Your review, cockface. What did you give your Supergirl? You said it was quite good, so watch it. Yeah. Yeah, watch it. Okay, so my next review is going to be... Resident Evil 7. Demo. No, uh, Bloodborne. Finally got around to playing Bloodborne Game of the Year edition, didn't I? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's different from Dark Souls. Not... I can't play it. Can you, you can't... Uh... <laughs> Terrible. I got, I got past that big boss that's on the bridge, mm. and then I there's a really long route before you get to your next new bonfire. Mm-hmm. And I got killed probably about two metres from it. And I was like, fuck this noise. Um, One thing I have noticed. Mm. Um, unlike Dark Souls 3 or Dark Souls 2 or even mm. Dark Souls 1. There's no room to roam. There's it, no dodge room. It's a lot more tighter. And I find myself getting caught on boxes that are behind me and stuff yeah. all the time. I, I wanted the camera to be zoomed out a little, bit, a little bit more. But I think it's zoomed in as a limitation on like hardware processing and all this yeah. sort of stuff. I don't like the timed, the timed enemy awakenings. Like I've been into early on in the game, you come to like a like a big fire, and there's all these people yeah. gathering around it like weaker enemies, and there's two people with guns, and then what happens is that there's there's like a small procession, uh, procession. Yeah, you wait until they get to the back yeah. and take them out one. There's at a time. few, there's a few just slowly trickling in, um, but if you're if you take one of the procession and then you move forward next to a cart that you go past. Is an enemy with a gun that gets up, yeah. but he's timed. Yeah. So it's it's not reactionary. So you're stuck in a situation where you're planning to attack a group of people, but then there's like a really you have to really learn the environments and where yeah, enemies trigger and stuff like that. It is not like Dark Souls where you can see enemies and you know what you're doing. And yeah, you Bloodborne relies on people jumping out at you from nowhere all the yeah. time. <laughs> 
And there is there is tells of when enemies are going to jump oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah. The moment you can't see behind something, you approach with caution. Um, and things and, like that. And but like sprites seem a little bit different. But, um, so sprites that are moving hmm. look a little bit a little bit different. But my biggest my biggest issue with it are, uh, is uh, is just that distance combat adds something to it that doesn't work. So you've got the mechanic where if you get injured, you can you can get your health back by hitting where they injured you. Yeah. That only works if you don't have distance enemies because if you've got distance enemies and they only take off a small amount of damage and they fire just as you're being hit by a combo and you've only just survived it and you're still being going through the hit animation and that bullet just comes careening down and hits you immediately, mm. there's nothing you can do. As long as you hit another enemy. Well, you only gain back that small amount of health that you lose mm. from the bullet though. You don't gain back the rest of the health. No. It's a very, very cheap mechanic. It's but, the idea is it's designed around uh, making you constantly jump straight back yes. into the action. The game itself, though, looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Runs very well. Yeah. There is a lot of lore in there hidden below the surface. Yeah. It's all, like, text and, and you can watch small clips and there's information in there. But all in all, it's a really, really good game. It's just, it, I think that... Um, Whereas I really thought it was a step forward, it feels more to me like it's a, like it's a, it's Dark Souls meets Mega Man from the NES, Mega Man 2. Mm. In it's more you, of an arcade action game. Yeah. Though. You need to know Dark the environment, Souls. you know the, you know the order that stuff, you're gonna die a lot, but you're gonna die cheaper ways than you would from someone like Dark to die. Souls. Yes, I'm prepared to die. Yeah. I think about it every night as I lie there in bed, I think, imagine the glorious, glorious freedom of death, the escape from this constant never ending agony. Yeah. But Dark Souls, uh, but uh, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, fantastic game. Highly recommend it. If you're yeah. a PS4, you've got. No you need to keep not... playing through it though, man. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm on. Well, I'm on. I'm on playthrough three for Dark Souls three. So. How far have you got on Bloodborne though? Bloodborne, I'm in the second area. Yeah, this the, keep playing through it because the environment start that changing. Snail thing. Yeah, it yeah. gets worse. Because <laughs> I've I've seen an entire playthrough of it. I've, yeah. I've I know what happens in the game, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it gets, it, it keeps changing stuff and you get mm. these giant fucking demon things that are on walls that try to suck you into another dimension. Mm. At first you'll just see like a dimensional rift come out and drag you into it, but it turns out it's these demons trying to kill you. Nice. Um, it's got some crazy designs. The spider boss is fucking nasty. Yeah. Um, I look forward yeah. to it. I mean, I'm probably gonna, I'll do like a backup review, like I'll do the other end mm. of the game once I've completed it. But for now, it's, it's quite long as well. It's looking good. Yeah, I, I think it, I, yeah. I can see that from the way that it sort of it moves yeah. because it's not something that I think you can just beast through in like a couple of hours. It's something yeah. you have to play for, and you, there's time to get. There's through. like there's essentially we say three main areas in the game. There's like the, the town. There's like a cliff face, face area. Yeah, and there's uh, an internal citadel area or something like that. Yeah, and you sort of move around between them, and you're constantly. Like passing back into different places, but um, and there's also little fantasy areas where you go into a dream. That's yeah. like a little separate own contained area. But um, yeah, I'd probably say it'd take about thirty hours first time through if you don't know if you don't really know where you're going. What well, I, I do and I don't, I can see the game. tells. Hmm. After playing Dark Souls, I can see the tells. Yeah, there's shortcuts everywhere as well. Yeah. There's a shortcut right at the start you can take, but it's um, you have to fight a big old monster to mm. get through it. But um, I mean. Oh no, it's fantastic. I, I'm, I mean, I'm really enjoying it. I'm going to continue enjoying it. I, I think that there's more to it than I'm aware of. I think there's something hidden in there that I don't quite get yet. Maybe. Um, because I'm used to the stats of Dark Souls. No, about the weapons having two wielding yeah, yeah, types. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you Always press, have the um, blade sticking L2 out. Yeah. To change up. Um, guns seem very ineffective. 
they're designed to stagger your opponent. There's a way yeah. of um, staggering them so you can get these massive. You can scan and then you get a slice. Yeah, yeah. I've done that a few times. Um, but yeah, I give it Marisa Tomei. Mm. I fucking love that woman. Yeah, she's fucking love thing. this game. Yeah, she's she's actually she's she's always been great. I've always been into Marisa Tomei. Yeah, you filthy bastard. Have you seen my cousin Vinny? Yeah, years ago. Jesus, oh, she's. Yeah, everyone's seen my cousin Vinny. Vinny. Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio. Yeah. TV's Karate Kids. TV's Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I'm supposed to review four things, and I know I want to be four from three. What am I going to do for review number two? I don't know. Neither, neither do I. I am drinking. Neither, neither do I. What else have I been playing? Uh, Gungrave. I haven't played Gungrave, never played it. I played uh, Battle Dungeons. Don't make up words now. You played Skellywig's Revenge. Skellywig's Revenge. You played Knight of the Yarnum. Mm. Yarnum's the town from Bloodborne. I know, right? Topical. Moved right in there. Topical. You played Life. No. Oh, I played a little bit of Cities Excel. Cities, not Cities XL, Cities Skylines. Okay. Cities, Cities Skylines. What's that like? It's better than SimCity, the new one. Yeah, but isn't everything? SimCity, the new one, is a goal-orientated city-building thing. It thinks that what you want to do in a city-building sim is hit targets, and it's not about you just building a city and enjoying... The process of, you know, things going wrong and how you fix them and I'm how you manage sure the city. I'm pretty sure the first thing you said. But, like, but SimCity, they was literally just like, get this target, you've done it, whoopee, now do it again. Um, city Skylines is like SimCity 2000 done in 3D. Um, and, like, you get massive maps on it that you can keep expanding. It's really nicely well designed. Um, when you're zoning your areas, it feels a lot more like SimCity. The original SimCity 2000, where you mm. sort of build them out and you target what ones you want. It's got this really neat thing where you can paint an area and it'll turn that into, like, a district. So it'll give it, like, a district name. Yeah. So, like, you can have a whole bunch of streets and that'll be called something like, um, you know, Wood, Redwood Square or something like that. And you can just free paint whatever you want nice. to be like that. Um, but, yeah, you sort of just... It has much better infrastructure, nice systems for dealing with how you deal with water and sewage and stuff like that. Like, when when you got water, you have to dump sewage into a water body at first. And gradually, as you get more and more citizens, you want a lot more features. So eventually you'll have enough money going on to be able to buy water treatment plants and stuff like that. That's cool. But for a while, you won't be able to build a water treatment plant because you haven't got the resources and funds for it. So, so yeah, you're going to have to... Water. Yeah, you got to make sure that shit isn't going into your stream. Oh. If you're smart, you can level the terrain. You can rebuild the terrain at will, which you can't do in the old Sims, in the most recent SimCity game at all, until a later patch later you adjust it slightly. Um, so you can do stuff like you can basically make a toilet, like you like, make like a big like dip. yeah, put a big old circle hole, dump all the water inside that, mm. and then if you're feeling naughty and you kind of want to manufacture a city destruction, you've got a city built up. You can just, like, destroy the whole side of that wall and let all the shit water flood a city. That'd be incredible. Yeah, it's quite something. Um, as far as, like, having the freedom to do what you feel like in it, it's a much better game than the last SimCity game. Well, the problem with the last SimCity game is they uh, they decided that they wanted to continue taking money off of everyone and they made mm. it so that you couldn't play it offline. Yeah, they did eventually. They eventually, after saying you couldn't possibly be played offline... 
they made an offline mode eventually. Took yeah. them like a year. I was going to say it took them like a year. Yeah. But um, Cities Skyline's much nicer. It, um, the only thing I don't like, it when it turns to night, it's a little bit too dark for me. I can't see what's going on at all. I can't oh, tell. Is it like super like pitch black? Yeah. And there's no, like the lights light up on the buildings, but when you're starting out, your buildings are tiny. So it doesn't really make much difference. <laughs> and like some of the tutorials could be probably like a little bit more in depth because you get a symbol appear sometimes. I have no idea what that symbol means. Yeah. And I can't figure it out. And eventually you figure it out and you sort it out. Um, but yeah, the information that gives you the feedback and everything, it reminds me a lot of SimCity, sort of the glory days of SimCity. SimCity 4 is probably the best SimCity game. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, like you can take away layers and see like what the pollution levels are, what the, you know, what's getting electricity, what isn't, what's getting water, what isn't. I did buy the new SimCity. Well, the EA one. Yeah. Yeah, I bought that on release day. Why? Couldn't play it for a couple of weeks. Not properly anyway. Terrible. (laughs) I played it quite a lot. It just, it was weird. (laughs) But, um, yeah. City Skylines, it's all right. It's good. It seems all right. Good. A lot of people like it a lot. Thanks to my buddy at Deep Silver who gave me the code. Nice. Um, nice. He said, did you want a code for City Skylines? Call see of Deep Silver and Cock Media. I'm like, yeah, sure. And I click it. It's got all the download content. I'm like, yeah, cheers, That's blood. That's awesome. Nice yeah. guy. Yeah, cool dude. How's it going? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. Yeah, he's not. What? You review a thing. Um, Poor bastard has to work on Mighty Number no. 9. Really? Anyway, that's not good. Um, okay, so my next review is going to be a movie, a movie film, movie. A movie film? Movie film that I watch. What is it? Hardcore Henry. Oh, yeah, you watched that the other day. I saw you I watching did, that. Yeah. I paid paid £5 to watch Hardcore Henry. I wish I could have my £5 back. <laughs> um, as, uh... It's the latest in a long line of film music video ideas stretched out to an entire film. Okay, no. Because <laughs> it no. was a music video. It was, yeah. Um, Hardcore Henry is an interesting idea. It's a first-person action adventure in which a man tries to save his wife, or is she? It's from, a stunt show, isn't it? He yeah, tries to save his wife from a telekinetic, telekinetic villain cool. and his army of henchmen. Nice. Um, He's albino, isn't he, the villain? Yeah, it's... Of course he is. Okay, so... So the movie itself is all shot in first person. So it's all shot from the perspective of our hero, which is fine. That's a thing that happens now. Yeah, if you haven't got, if you got motion sickness, don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't like VR, don't watch it. Friend of mine had to leave the cinema during Cloverfield because they started getting motion sickness. From really? Cloverfield, yeah. I found fine. I like yeah. Cloverfield, but um, anyway, uh, Hardcore Henry. The issue is that it is. I don't think they really considered movement a lot. Because it can be disorientated. It's all shot on a GoPro as well. Yeah. Well, that's not a problem. It looks fine. No, it but it's, it's very, shit. very difficult to really tell what space is, like what you've yeah. got to work with. You can't really judge a room. And also, when your character gets hit in the face a lot, it turns the camera, so you miss Tied out edits. on a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, and also, it just, it just, it, it seems like a concept that will work. You can do films in first person. People always say you can't, but Maniac is a fucking good film. Yeah, you can do films in first person. There's not a problem with that. It's 95% first person. I I think that the fact that this is all movement-based, it's all impact-based, there's a lot of shit where he's shaking his head and stuff, it's just really hard to tell a cohesive narrative. And it could I don't have, think it's trying to tell the keys now. I think it's trying to tell one stunt sequence to the next. There's nice bits to it. Like, you, you never find out why... 
why the the villain is telekinetic or mm. uh, why no you never find out like little bit is there like a World War 2 veteran type guy like a British soldier so there's Chateau Copley yeah who I'm a fan of he's mm. done like a he's done good and bad he's an 18 Elysium <laughs> is one of my favourite roles for him he's mm. a great villain I really like Elysium the film yeah people don't like it I like it a lot has great weapons it's your Matt Damon crush yeah probably yeah. It's because I think we're actually separated at birth. We've got a similar face. No. I'm very handsome like that, Damon. But anyway, uh, one of the things, one of the things that I liked, uh, was Shadow Copley. Um, he plays a crippled person who was tortured by the mime guy, the, not the mime, the albino guy with yeah. the telekinetic. Mime's albino, same thing. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he was tortured and, and lost the ability to walk. So he, uh, he has these, cl- not clones, has like these bio, bio vessels that he oh, can right. put his consciousness into using a PlayStation VR helmet that, as far as I can tell anyway. Um, and he can then use that body to do things. So he helps Henry on his journey to get revenge for him. Um, and there is a weird scene in which they're in an abandoned hotel that works out of Chateau Copley's lab. And they have, uh, have a lift and the, the the crippled body of Chateau Copley whilst he's in the VR suit is going down the lift hmm. and it's up to hardcore Henry and the 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 bio body to run around shooting everyone and stopping them from damaging the lift or killing the cripple guy. It's a video game. It's a bit like a video game, yeah. Oh. And uh, and bits like that work because it's clear, it's cohesive. It, it, he's not taking hits to the face; he's just shooting people and throwing grenades, and you can tell what's going on. Hmm. Um, but that's one of the few and far between scenes that you can tell what's going on. I think if someone's going to do a first-person film like this, can we not shoot on fucking GoPro cameras with a fucking fish? I have no problem with a GoPro camera. And their fucking digital de- degradation no shit. It. it looks terrible. It looks fine. When I was watching it, it looked fine. I was watching it on a 4K TV, it looked fine. It looks horrible, that no, shit. No, it was fine. Um, Makes well but I think the biggest issue is that when you can tell a story in a much more cohesive and, and possibly better, because the action would look better if it was first... Third, well, not third person, but if it was an actual, you know, shot, outside of the perspective mm. of the hero, um, then it would look great because the fight scenes were probably spectacular. But they're wasted because you just see... Just see, Is like, there a reason it's first front. person? Um, well, his eyes are cameras. His, oh, he's right. got artificial eyes. So in the beginning of the film, you find out that he was in some horrible accident or he was attacked by someone. He lost most of the bottom half of his jaw. Both his eyes were popped. So he replaced Sexy. his eyes with cameras. He's missing an arm, which they replace with a robotic arm, and leg, they replace with a robotic leg. One of the really shit things is that he's he's got, like, metal bits poking out of his knuckles and his robotic arm. All right. Which is his left hand. That's jolly workmanship. And sometimes when he moves his hand, they've used digital composite shots for the metal parts. Really? And they shift out of frame, and they shift back into frame. And you wouldn't be able to tell if you weren't watching it in 24 frames per second because it would artificially make up the scenes in between and it would just show for a second. When you're watching it in 24 frames per second because you've got a TV that does that, you see the fucking things move out of place for like five seconds. It doesn't try and compensate for it and move them back or create frames. It just has them sitting there, like here, like to the left a little bit or to the right a little bit. And it's really bad. Just destroyed the work of a bunch of very low-paid no, 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 special no, because, effects artists. Because, like I said, there are good and bad to this. I just don't understand why this format was chosen. Because gimmicks. Because gimps. Gimmicks. Gi- gi- gimmicks. Gimps. Gimmicks. Gimps. You've got gimps. 
So the directors are into gimps? Yes. What are the directors' names? Mark and Thomas Gimp. <laughs> the Gimpensteins. Mr. Gimp. The Gimperlers. Yeah. The two gimps. Gimps. You know, gimps for chimps. Yeah, chimps can have gimps too. Uh, chimp gimps. Chimp gimps, yeah. Chimp gimps. Famous sweet from South Africa. Is it? I don't know. It sounds like something racist Let's in South Africa would make, doesn't the road. it? And find out. Oh, what? Yeah, the uh, the biltong shop. Yeah, yeah. You go in there. It'll be like round trees. Have you got chim gimps, mate? <laughs> chim gimps. You've got to talk with a pinch of salt, yeah. Um, you know what's really funny? We got the black ones. I wouldn't be surprised if they had those and they had an incredibly racist depiction on them. A bit like the old round trees jelly had, uh, or the old round trees uh, jam had uh, the gollywog. Don't just gollywogs, man. Why do people want gollywogs back? <laughs> Like, I don't really understand... No, most black people don't find them offensive. It's weird. It's, it's, it's like, white people who find them offensive. I find them super offensive. But yeah, but you don't... But it's not, no one's ever gone, hey, black people, do you find gollywogs offensive? Nah. But the, just term cartoon is, versions. the term is offensive. Yeah, but only because people have associated the name with... No, because, because wogs is an offensive term, and golly was the name for a black trooper in, in the white army, like, a long was time it? ago, yeah. Yeah. That's where it comes Let's from. Let's give them a better name. Let's call them... Let's just call them racist depictions of people and never have them on something that comes into contact with innocent Are we going to tackle mind? gollywogs on the show, yeah? I don't want to tackle gollywogs. Next week, we'll deal with the Israel-Palestine conflict. Why can't everybody <laughs> just get along, man? It's going to be boring. Let's have some wars. Let's start a war. Start a nuclear war. At the gay, gay bar! Gay bar! You know what? I'm concerned now that gays have nuclear weapons. They might. They've got an agenda. <laughs> I are you? I want to in, kiss you. Pride's in August in Brighton. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go hang month. out. With, I'm going to Facebook hang out. kept asking me if I'm celebrating Pride. Are you? Well, it keeps going up on my Facebook. I'm like, I'm not sharing any of this shit. Stop trying to make me share things. I'm going to take Tara. We're going to go to Pride. Oh, I, I, I want all the games. Won't let you in. Happy. Yeah, they will. No, because you're not doing men. What? What's that have to do with anything? It's a, no, 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 no. I, I don't think you understand quite what the community is about. It's not about one person not being able to enjoy a parade that's all about people being, being accepted and allowed to enjoy everything. The integration of everyone, regardless of sexuality. Do you have any rainbow clothes? I can get some. Well, get on it then. Alright. God. And get a wig. I'm not getting a wig. I've got too much hair for a fucking wig. Yeah. You look like, um, you know, the mums who have the perm, the short perm. Oh yeah, that's what's going on. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of see that. Yeah, that's that's a little bit the fault of my work today. Yeah, because I, w- when I go down and work in production, I get gliss glycerin on my hands, and I run my hands through my hair a lot. Hmm. So there's a lot of gliss in my hair, right? <laughs> it's just like it's like soap, but it hardens. It's glycerin in like, inverted commas, the same sort of glycerin that was in Cameron Diaz's hair in There's Something About Mary. All right now. Let's see. Firstly, you don't want to go to Pride. And secondly, you're saying I've got jizz in my hair. There's a good chance. Okay, so Hardcore Henry, it's it's not great. It's not. It's interesting, but that's no real reason to see a film. So I would give it a David Spade. I think a film being interesting is a good reason to see a film. Primarily, you want a film to be interesting. No, I don't mean interesting in, in the terms of this is a captivating story. No. I mean interesting in the terms of five minutes of that and you're done. If you have an interest in shooting stuff, watch the music video instead. I'll just wait for it to come out on Blu-ray. Mm. 
Shall I review a thing now then? Are you making slurping noises? Why don't you review a thing, eh? Why don't you why don't you review life? How's how's that going for you? Anyway, so I'm gonna review season seven of Archer. Woo. I binge watched that last night. Last All night. ten episodes. Jeez. Well, nine. There's ten. Is there? Yeah. Unless you've missed an episode. But um in the new series of Archer continues from where well not where the last series left off but they had new plans ISIS was shut down which is probably a good idea yeah probably not a good idea to have a secret organisation called ISIS in this they day and age they toast machine now um, and they yeah the toast machine yeah the There's printer copy of toast yeah. machine um, that was in the last series in series 6 oh so it was yeah yeah. Um, but in this series they've gone and set up a detective agency in yep. LA and serial figures the whole figures agency it'll be the archer agency once he's logged 2,000 hours of defective detective work and yep. can be passed as an official detective um, hasn't really changed much for the series they're still going around like messing things up and murdering people they're just not hopping around the globe as much as they used to um, but yeah it's it's been a really good series I quite enjoyed it I liked how there was a proper narrative thread that ran through the entire series like really nicely put together Fred it wasn't like one of these ones where they just pick it up randomly there's probably only one episode that doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the series which is the one where um, Barry comes back and he's an exoskeleton and he holds him hostage yeah um, which is brilliant um, I like the mask at <coughs> the end oh yeah which is like drooping off his face yeah um, but yeah it's it's been a really good series where they just like they kept because it's set in LA, they keep referencing films in the plot devices. Yeah, the whole thing is like like the entire setup for the series is the Chinatown setup, where they do a job for a, a woman, they think they've completed the job, and then the woman they thought they were working for turns up, the real one. Uh, oh, Chinatown set. There's no incest spoilers for Chinatown. I just spoiled Chinatown for people. I think 1967, 1977, 1973. No, 1967. No, it's in the 70s. It's definitely 70s. It was after Polanski's wife was murdered by the Manson family. Oh, yeah. yeah. Helps a skelter, baby. He was fucking depressed when he made that. You went a bit mad. Um, But, yeah, just the way they've strung this series together with Archer and Lana's continued attempt at a relationship, their jealousies of each other, um, the little guest appearances, like, um, what's his name? Key from Key and Peel's. Yeah, yeah. Um, a police well, officer. Isn't it a bunch? Yeah, he's and a police so officer. Is, keeps uh, turning up. So is um, Patton Oswalt as Alan yeah, Shapiro, the yeah, lawyer the brother. Oh no, no, yeah, no, he's you're a right, lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, God, uh, it's Keepill and it's uh, oh fuck, how do I not remember his name? I don't know. J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, Rich McGonagall, not Rich McGonagall. <laughs> no, yeah, um, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, it's J.K. Yeah. Simmons. Yeah, yeah, he's the other cop, and I thought it was a really good get because he's obviously blowing up right now. So for him yeah. to be in there, literally, he's like. He's he looks like Master Roshi in Dragon Ball Terrifying. Z. Terrifying. <laughs> he is doing all the stereo- creatine. Remember, at some point, Zack Snyder went up to J.K. Simmons and said, my vision for Z- for Jim Gordon Get fucking is he's jacked. so fucking jacked. Get fucking jacked. What's Jim Gordon's catch like? Well, he's got huge muscles. Like Baby, he's got fucking yeah, arms um, for days. Animation's changed a little bit in this new series of yeah, Archer. They're using, less flash-based, isn't it? Yeah, it's, all C- well, it's always been CGI. That's something that people don't often get. But what they did is because of the limitations of what their animation program could do, they made it look 2D as much oh. as possible. This one's playing with the three dimensions a lot more. Um, and they, 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 some of the gags they pulled off, but the cars, the car chase sequences are a lot more dynamic than they were before. Hmm. Um, Archer falling down the cliff face when they tried to break into the 
house in the first episode, pulling a Homer Simpson, just bouncing his way down the rocks, go, oh. ah, 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 <laughs> just smacking into everything the whole way down. It's brilliantly done. I um, like the episode where they work with the CIA again. Oh, with Slater. Yeah. Good old like Slater. That's was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's still an excellent series. They've been, they've been given three more series, haven't they? Yeah, they've uh, been renewed for 789, haven't they? Or is 8910. 8910. Yeah. That's good. It's exciting. Fucking awesome. It's very exciting. It's a very good show. Um, no more Woodhouse this series because the actor who played him died, didn't he? Yeah, they they had yeah. the other. Well, they had one of the directors uh, do his voice for the last few episodes. Well, in the last series, in series six, because um, he was ill. Yeah, but um, yeah, but they've moved away to a new location. Archer's been refreshed. Just been given a new lick of paint. I think they could do with introducing a new main character at some point, and you know, do it in a the sitcom. We're acknowledging this character is probably going to ruin the show sort of way. They need an alien friend by now, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> well, they had the alien episode. Did they? Yeah, oh, they in the last to, series. Yeah, they went to... In series Eric, six. And, yeah. Yeah, we were talking series seven. Okay, I thought we'd like carry confused. over those. No, I'm sorry. I'm a little bit confused. Confusing no, everyone. A bit tired. No, oh, well, that's because um, she wanted to start the podcast at midnight. Midnight! Anyway, after series seven, really good. It's on Netflix now. Watch the whole lot. Ten it episodes. It is great. It is Takes great. Um, four hours. I, my... My favourite my favorite episode is probably the three-parter, the one where he takes over the Pirate Island. That's in Series 5. Yeah, with Bucky. That's in Series 5. Yeah. Um, but I really like Archer. I've always liked Archer, ever since Episode 1. Mm. Um, and I like the fact that Barry is still out there. Yeah, as a still, robot. As a robot with no skin. He got hit by a truck, but he's okay. Yeah, he's going to be fine. He's yeah. got Archer's skin. No, he had um, Cyril Figgis's. Was it Cyril Figgis? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. He yeah, didn't want Archer's body, no, God no. he didn't. No, that'd be ridiculous. And, and Krieg and friggin... Krieger has a bunch of clones. Yeah. That he's turned off. <laughs> or has he? Dun, dun, dun. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really like Archer as well. It's a fantastic series. It's really, really oh. gone from strength to strength. Even Archer Knights, I liked that series a lot. Yeah. Um, especially Pam getting super skinny being addicted to cocaine and then cocaine cooking. Yeah, and they've had some really good guest stars, like people like Brian Cranston. Um, no, he was in series five when they went to space. Yeah, I'm, I'm failing to remember anyone else. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I really like Archer. Uh, my, okay, my final review this week is going to be. Uh, Did you not come prepared? Did you not? Pop star, never stop, never stopping. Don't stop, not don't stop, never stopping. Don't stop, never stopping. Won't stop, never stop. I can't remember. I can't remember. Either. It's a really is, good film. It's supposed to be the Lonely, Lonely Island, Island movie. movie, but it's not really a Lonely Island movie. No, is it's it? not. Well, it's got the Lonely Island in it. It's got their music. Yeah. The soundtrack is Lonely Island. Um, it's, not, it's like, um, what is it? Friggin, do you remember the School of Rock film? Which had it was like a people kept saying, "Oh, it's like a Tenacious D film." It's got their sense of humour. But music. it has all three of the cast, all three yeah. of the cast members from the yeah. Lonely Island. It has all of them. Justin Timberlake's in it. Yeah, it's fucking funny. It's really funny. It's really stupid at times, and of it is. some of the jokes the are terrible. Island. Yeah, some of the jokes are terrible, but mm. it's really fucking funny when it and it it hits like it's a bit like uh, it's a bit like the old Zuckerberg movies. Zuckerberg, what the guy who made Facebook? No, no, what am I thinking of? You're thinking of Zucker Abram Zucker, the guys who made um, Police Squad and An Naked Gun. An airplane. airplane. Yeah, and it's a bit like airplane. Repossessed. A terrible film. Repossessed is fucking awesome. No, Repossessed is really bad. Do not bad. diss Repossessed. No, repossessed is really bad, man. <sighs> mean Gene Oakland and Jesse Ventura are in it. And that's not a good thing. Um, uh, Jesse Ventura plays a priest, doesn't he? No, no, they're both doing commentary when they're doing the ex- when they're doing the exorcism. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, Popstar, whatever the subtitle is on this, um, is actually really good. It's a lot like Airplane in the amount of jokes they make. Like, there's almost constantly jokes going on. Yeah. And they're always referential to, to what's going on. So, like, uh, they've got, you know, the, what's the name of Jorga? Popstar never stop, never stop him. There you go. I got it right the first time. Yeah. Um, but Jorga, Jorna, Jorma Tacone. Yeah, Jorma Tacone. He plays, like, he plays Andy Sandberg's, like, DJ. And, uh, and he's got all this really nice equipment, including, like, a Moog and, like, and, like, all the mixing equipment. But he's relegated to just play, like pressing play on an iPod. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's really cool. You got all the songs in here. I don't really need to do anything. Just press play. Um, and it's got audio yeah, books as difference? well. Can you remind me what's the difference between a DJ and a playlist again? <laughs> well, an actual DJ like mixes on the fly and, and does stuff to in, in change the music depending on the mood and what's going on. And Also, like, he moves the slider that says how what your cross mix you want it to be. Yeah, on and the changes song. the song, selects the song, fades them in correctly. Isn't it amazing that, it's, that we still haven't actually got MP3s that will go from one song to the next without the, the gap? They, we do, we do, but it's not the gap that's the important thing. If you want a continuous beat, you have to make sure you match RPMs yeah. and things. Anyway, not RPMs, they're beats per minute, so it's like... DJs aren't real. DJs are real. But anyway, so he's got all this stuff and he's going for it and he's like really wide-eyed and he's like, oh, it's really cool. It's got like over 4,000 samples. It's got all this cool stuff. And he goes, but really, I just sort of press play on this iPod. 60 gig video. <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, he's like, it's really nice. You've got loads of audiobooks on here. <laughs> he plays like a Harry Potter audiobook through the something. And you're just much like, nice. oh, your dreams are dashed. <laughs> and, um, and they've got Which the other guy. What type of iPod is it? 60 gig video. Oh, what, the old? Said, yeah, old, oh, nice. old. It's over like a new one. Nice. <laughs> um, but, uh, but jokes like that are really funny and, and like Andy Sandberg is playing Andy Sandberg and there's some great jokes about stuff like his. I'm guessing uh, it doesn't have the subtlety of Spinal Tap or, um, No, no, none of that's in there. It's not. The Mighty Wind. It's, it's played as, as if it's a documentary. Yeah. But it's, you know. It's, it's blatantly a comedy. Yeah. yeah. It's blatantly. It's not like Spinal Tap, which I, honest to God, I watched like three times in the living room. And when I, years and they, years ago, and you thought they were real no, bad. No, no, no. My mum kept asking me if I was watching a documentary every time. <laughs> like every time she saw That's it, cool. same people. I was like, no, this goes up to eleven. I think. I think Andy Samberg made this movie to prove that he wasn't um, that he wasn't Adam Sandler. Is he ever going to have a hit film like a legitimate? I think film. he needs to. There's something wrong with the world when Adam Sandler consistently has very well known. Well, the bubbles always burst now, but. But Adam Sandler keeps making money. And Andy Samberg's not. Hmm. The fact that this film is so funny hurts. Because it's not going to get like a proper release yeah, it's here. not done brilliant in America. It'll get released on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, and it'll be a cult film. Yeah. But it it'll is... It'll be one of those like Pootie Tang songs music, that people talk about and spread around maybe. The music in it is incredible. Hmm. You've got songs like... Um, there's a song about a girl who has a fetish for, for dressing like um, Osama Bin Laden. Okay. There's a... Uh, there's a song called uh, Mona Lisa is an overrated bitch. Um, there's songs like I'm, these. Are I'm ideas. so humble. I'm yeah. That, yeah. And there's songs like uh, there's songs that he sings about like what well, these are thoughts I had. Basically, at the end, well, towards the end, they have to come up with a hit song, hmm. and all they've got like they're like he's about to go out and play, and he's like, oh, do you want to play as a free someone? Do you want to play as yourself? 
And the song he sings is uh, is basically just a list of really stupid ideas this guy's written down whilst he's high. <laughs> so stuff like, what if fish think about what it's like to be mad? <laughs> stuff like, what do the, do the birds think the sky is the ground? You say it's more of a, rather than a parody of a band, it's more of a parody of the Justin Bieber and One Direction documentaries. No, it's more of a, it's more of a parody of um, boy bands, like separations. Yeah, but like, like, you know, the documentaries they make like, about them. Like, yeah. Believe 3D. It's and like that. It's like that. It's more like based at the One Direction crowd than it is though. The, yeah. yeah. So because Justin Bieber like always was himself. He was. What are they him. called the One Direction? Are they called? Like it's One Direction. Like One this Directioners. Is for the fans. Yeah. What are they called? Directioners. Directioners. Yeah. I don't know. Um, one Direction. But there's a great Justin Timberlake cameo. There's always a great Justin Timberlake when Justin Timberlake makes a cameo. I love great. Justin Timberlake a lot. Even yeah. in the Love Guru. I like in Southland Tim- Tales, man. Yeah, even in Southland Tales. He the show. He does. Um, Until but- The Rock suddenly acts at the end of the film. Which was weird. Because like, everyone was like, The Rock can't act. And then in the last half of the film, it's like suddenly The Rock's given a performance of a lifetime. I, you know that CIA film he's done? Oh, Central Intelligence. I kind of want to watch it just for The Rock. Yeah. I wish that I could just have The no Rock No one wants scenes. to see a film for Kevin Hart. Don't think I want to see a film for Kevin Hart. Not after Ride Along 2. Here comes one. a film with Kevin Hart where he plays the or short one. the wedding one. planner. <laughs> He needs to do a film with Danny DeVito so he can be the tall one. Oh, they can call it the short guys. <laughs> um, but anyway, no, for weapon four, five. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a there's a great the Justin Timberlake cameo. He is a chef on the tour, but nice. he's essentially just hired to cut carrots into various shapes. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a scene where he's singing to himself whilst cutting carrots in quite a small room, and he was like, "Yo, will you shut the fuck up, dog? We're trying to watch the TV here." And he's like, hey, "Can you cut carrots quieter?" And he's like. <laughs> and he's like singing perfectly as he does it. and then at the end he comes back and has his little moment where he gets to be uh, he gets to be in a costume and the documentary stops to interview him and he's just like no one knows I was in the costume me all along <laughs> it was obviously Justin Timberlake just singing on stage doing fucking great um, but yeah all in all great really fucking loved it nice. and that's a, like where it doesn't hit where it is bad it's bad in a way that you sort of like this is the influence of a studio, or this is maybe Andy and uh, sorry, maybe Andy Samberg has listened to Adam Sandler, but then it comes right back with one of those. It's jokes. not friggin' um, what's the name of the production company? No, it's not Happy Medicine. How good? No, <laughs> I mean straight from the off, you've got like you've got their music. It feels like a Lonely Island movie, yeah, and the music feels like Lonely Island music. And the whole soundtrack is fucking. I especially great. couldn't do a Lonely Island, actual Lonely Island film like that because we already know they're a joke band. You've got to kind of have the. Yeah, like you could do a musical, you know, like Cannibal the Musical, like mm. South Park did. You could do like an obscure thing where they're like, they're the oh, first. Do fucking Xanadu with a band like Lonely Island. No, no, you could like do a like. Full blown rollerblading. You could do something musical. like Pilgrims in Time, in which they accidentally, they're pilgrims on a journey across America. They did a musical at the time they fucked that alien. They, they're pilgrims that are travelling through America and they fall into a time hole and they go back in time but because they're in a time hole they grab electronic music equipment. and two in the back we were like a Chinese finger trap. What song is that? It's from the, the alien one. And the Natalie Portman rap. Oh. Um, that album. Yeah, another one. You mean. Yeah, one in front and two in the back we were like a Chinese finger trap. It's a genius lyric. Have you just given up on your review now? No, 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 no. I was just waiting for you to finish off your little thing. I was done. But I was waiting for you. The Lonely Island, uh, the movie, pop star, never stop, never stopping. Um, really good. 
if you get a chance to see it in the cinema, it's going to sound fucking great. It it was just it's a very enjoyable film. I really really fucking liked it. It was funny as hell, and uh, and there are some great little cameos, there's bits and pieces here and there that great. Really enjoyed it. It's a weird feeling when you have cameos in those films when you've got Justin Timberlake playing a character, but then you might have a cameo from another singer who's playing yeah. themselves. So where does Justin Timberlake exist in this world? He doesn't. Oh, that's weird. A world without Justin Timberlake? That's kind of sad, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, damn, that guy's charming. What about friggin' what's that film he was in? Where he had the time running out on him? Oh, Logan's in time. one. <laughs> I still watched In Time. I liked yeah. it. It was it was a shoddy Logan's run ripoff. I'd like them to remake Step Up with Justin Timberlake. With Justin Timberlake. And what if Justin Timberlake travelled back in time to stop the first Step Up movie from ever happening? No, because then we and wouldn't it's have Channing Step Tatum Up. No. versus fucking Justin Timberlake can in a dance be, off. Can that be Step Up Three? Because I still want Step Up Two to exist in the Step Up universe. No, Step, Step Up, up Two is a great film. Step Up to the Streets. Yeah, have you seen it? No, it's like Rocky. <laughs> it's not even a joke Step Up to the Streets is fantastic like okay so it's hard to really justify this and not sound like a fucking idiot but Step Up to the Streets is a story of a downtrodden small group of dance students who want to rise up and win the battle of the dance it's like an 80s movie but with dance and it's got Moose in it Moose fucking kicks all kinds of ass if you don't know who Moose is you need to watch Step Up to the Streets and that's two as in the le- the number two not T.O. break dance in one street dance no it was. It's a really, really bad film. Not breaking. It might be breaking. Breaking two. No, no, it's not breaking or breaking two. It's more modern. But it's got a whole bunch of these guys who are like, man, we ain't got no money as they drive around in their expensive cars and using their yeah street dance watches. No, street dance is a British one, isn't it? Oh, is it an American one? Yeah. And they're like, they need money to help pay for their mum's medical bills, and they ain't got no money, so they're gonna Wait, have is that to the dance one with, uh, for it. Is that the one you got with... served? Yeah, you got That's served as one. <laughs> Did That's you watch the one. the one that had um, that had uh, the guy from oh, fuck? What is his name? The kid who used to be chubby in that fucking uh, that Nickelodeon program. He's in the Wackness. <laughs> no idea. And he was also in Drawbit Taylor. Oh fuck! Drake and Josh. He was the fat one in Drake and Josh. Or Keenan and Kale. No, he was the fat one in Drake and Josh, and they did a dance movie with Sawyer from Lost. <laughs> yeah. This is a film that exists and it's fucking awful. It's about b-boy competitions all over America. Nice. It is the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. And I've watched a film about people having dance, dance, revolution competitions to win the world. Oh, that film. Yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. That's a great <laughs> I film. I can't that's cool. The, um, the down to Z something. Yeah, that. yeah. That's an awful film, but it's awful in a good way. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so I give Never Stop Never Stopping, uh, I'm going to give it Tom Atkins, a lot of Tom Atkins, because although... You're really devaluing the Tom Atkins these days. I'm not, I've only given it out like 40 times, Um, but uh, (laughs) Never Stop, I just love life, Uh, Never Stop Never Stopping, really, really good film, Um, and I I still have the the song lyric, Mona Lisa, you're an overrated son of a bitch, like stuff like that (laughs) stuck in my head from the song, uh, from the songs in the film, and it's just, it's little snippets, but it's still just got them there. Sitting there. Um, yeah. That's Tom Atkins. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably trying That's to. That's a lot of noise. Yeah, it's the two bowls knocked together. Yeah. He's got a water bowl and a food bowl, and he tried to get inside the food bowl to get the food at the back. Uh, he knocked them together. Yeah, he knocks them together. He's very cute when he does it. Aww. He scares himself. And then he runs off under his blanket, and then he decides he's hungry still, so he comes back and eats <laughs> Oh, he's my buddy. Alright, that's my review. Your, your turn? My last review this week. Should I review Mighty Number no. 9? 
Go for it. Okay, so I've only played about two hours of the game. Um, it's been a mixed bag. Like, okay, so should we say positive things about Mighty Number no. 9? No. Yes. No. Positive things. Um, when you start it, it loads and it plays. Mm. Um, the controls that are there work. Mm. So you press a button, he does the thing. You dash, he does the thing. That's good. I discovered earlier, if you hold the right trigger and press X, he does like a backwards jump while shooting at the ground. I haven't found a use for that yet. I haven't found any situations where there's something I need to... I, there was one area where I had to shoot a crate that was at the ground. I thought I'd shoot a crate at the ground, but then I realised it gave me a power that let me shoot through the walls so I could just shoot the crates from the other side of the wall. Um, so I haven't found a use for that yet. But, yeah, it's a game. It's trying to be Mega Man. Um, it's not Mega Man. It kind of messes things up a little bit. Basically, the main issues I have with it is that every idea and every aspect of the game is seems like it's only gone halfway. Like, you have a dash mechanic. Um, you can dash forwards. You can dash backwards, or whatever direction you press it facing. And you can do a dash slide, which doesn't really make a difference. And the dash, when you hit an enemy after you've injured them, you absorb them and you get their power for a brief amount of time. So kind of like, a, you know how like in the Mega Man games when you beat a boss, you take on their skill? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like Leaf Man. Yeah. It's kind of like a mini version of that where every enemy's got a type of energy. When you collect that energy, it gives you some sort of boost for a limited time. Um, game doesn't do a very good job of telling you what those boosts are, but there is a couple of occasions where it kind of teaches you what they are. Does it all right? Like there's one bit where... You shoot an enemy. He's got red. En- he's got red energy. You collect that energy. It's called Zell or something. Yeah. And the next set of enemies you encounter are two enemies in a row. When you shoot one, the bullet goes through them both. So you hit them both. So that's where you learn that red energy makes you shoot through two things. Um, green ones let you move. There's blue energy, which like took me ages to figure out what it does. It gives you when you collect enough of it. It gives you an extra health bar, so you can press a button and regenerate your health instantly. Okay. But there's no on-screen indication of this filling up, or how full up it is. There's nothing for that. You have to go to the pause menu and you see it there. And you can actually manually select to activate it in the pause menu, but when you collect it, the little icon will appear next to your health bar and you can just press a button to activate it. Okay. But So there is an indicator. But because, like, you don't get an indicator on the menu, you don't know what this blue energy does for ages. Um, so that's not helpful. Like, if they just put the icon there and it fills up as you collect it, you would know, oh, I've got something I'm collecting. I wonder what that does. Yeah. Um, there's yellow energy. I can't figure out what that does yet. Been trying. I've looked through the tips and menus. I think I'm missing something somewhere. Um, green energy makes you run faster. That's obvious. Okay. And that recharges. Yeah. Well, whenever you kill, whenever you kill an enemy that's got green energy, buzz through him. You get that speed boost. And sometimes they have structured it so certain enemies, like you'll get the fast ones in an area where it pays to dodge through it. Yeah. And the game has clearly been designed with speed running in mind. Mm. Like there is definitely optimum routes through areas. There's loads of sections where like you'll drop down a hole and you can hit a dash to shoot through a hole in the wall. Yeah. And stuff like that. Um, certain levels I noticed have like blocks that you can destroy if you've got a certain power up from a boss. So obviously there's like extra routes through things. So yeah. they have put some thought into it. There's more thought gone into it, I think, than a lot of reviewers have given it. Um, but there is like some confusing aspects. Like, when you shoot a regular enemy, they freeze. Mm. That's your indication you can suck the energy from. When you shoot a boss enough, his he starts getting all that energy, but he just carries on doing his thing. Yeah. The thing is, while he's buzzing like that, 
the health you've knocked off will gradually regenerate, so you have to get him as quick as possible to stop him regenerating health. Okay. So there is little mechanics at play in here, but it's the things like you can't jump off walls, so that's one way of manoeuvrability gone. Okay. Sometimes there's ledges, so there's like points where it's like these are the, your designated jumping off wall points. Yeah. But like, you know, Mega Man, it taught you how to jump off walls really well in Mega Man X. Yeah. That was a new mechanic in Mega Man. They drop you down a hole, there's no way out. You figure out eventually that you can jump up walls. Yeah. So there's nothing, there's no alternative for that. And I think if you had combined that with the dashing and the ability to dash in different directions, if they'd done that, yeah. you would have a game where maneuverability around the world is something exciting and fun. Yeah. Where you could shoot an enemy that's higher up because you can't shoot up or down, you can't aim. I know Mega Man always shot forward, but these enemies are constantly just moving just out of your jump range. Yeah. Which is really irritating, so there should be a way of getting to them somehow. You can dash downwards, I discovered. I don't I haven't found a use for it. I think that might come in handy maybe if you're using a different armour. But like I said, I've only completed a couple of the levels so far. Um it has got a fair amount of challenge. I'm playing it on normal and there's certain areas where it is fairly challenging to get through, and I think if you're playing it on hardcore you'll probably get a lot of fun out of it because it's gonna be a much more difficult experience. Um boss battles are Pretty tricky mm. sometimes. Um, other good things. Let's see if there's other good things. I'm trying to keep positive things going because everyone's being very negative on a game that isn't bad. It's just average. Well, it's just like a 3DS game that's been transferred to PC. I think now I would say rather than looking like a 3DS game that's been transferred to PC, I'd say um, early Xbox Live Arcade game that's been given a HD upscale. PC, PS Vita <laughs> game, basically. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. It's not on Vita yet. Um, in two years. <laughs> no, if you've, they've not been able to give out the Vita codes yet, mm. but they've given out PS3 and PS4 codes because basically it'll have crossplay. So they've given everyone who bought, who said, I want the Vita version, they've given them the PS4 code now so they can right. download it. Um, the Xbox 360 version was delayed because of um, certification issues. Mm-hmm. And so they've given all of them a Steam code for now. So that when the Xbox 360 version does get released, they can have the code. They're essentially not going to make any money. Yeah, probably not. I think people have been buying it. I think there are still people who are like, I'm curious to see what this is like. Mm. But, um, yeah, the other good stuff. Let's find good stuff. Um, you can change the music to retro chip tune style, and it sounds a lot better, and I like it. Okay. It's really good chip tune music. It feels good. really NES, like Capcom era NES music. Yeah. Um, well, I'm out of good things. Um, <laughs> the game keeps stopping you in your tracks in the first level. Mm. Game shouldn't do that. Like, if there's one lesson you can learn from the later Mega Man X games, it's stop stopping the characters. Um, Mega Man X, which I think is the pinnacle of the series on the SNES, that game teaches you everything you need to know without ever stopping you until you get to that first boss fight yeah. and Zero shows up. This one, as soon as the game loads, Beck and uh, Dr. White just stop and have a conversation for a bit. Then you run forwards and there's a TV screen starts playing a conversation. Mm. The president turns up and he's obviously the bad guy of it all. And he does a, is this thing on joke? And then a robot takes over that screen and says, is this thing on? I'm like, don't repeat your gags. No, it's not even a good gag. No one said that since Gilbert Gottfried, oh. for God's sake. Um, You're not really selling this game to me, eh? The aren't? first time you absorb the energy from an opponent, Dr. White calls you. He doesn't stop you, thankfully, this time. You can carry on playing. Yeah. But he calls you and goes, What? You just absorbed the energy of the enemy. How did you do that? Oh, that's right. I made you do that. That's something I built you to do. I just didn't think it was active yet. It's like, okay. Um, know what your robot does, dude. I'm not a fan of any of this. <laughs> this all sounds bad. Um, all cutscenes play out with your characters just stood there. Sometimes they strike a pose. 
the mouths don't move. Mm-hmm. Um, and because the camera's going in close, you can really see how, like, Jamie. sort of budget the, like, the models are fine. It's just they're very low budget looking models. Yeah. I think they should have gone for cell shaded look. I think it would have benefited. Can you imagine how long, how much longer that'd take though? No, because shading's a very simple thing and they did show shaded, cell shaded look in it early on. Mm. But they went with this, like, they, everything looks like they're made of plastic. Yeah. And not even, you know, like the early Xbox 360 plastic, plastic, when everything, where someone went, what the hell, we can put a a shine map on these things? Yeah, slap that on, man. (laughs) Fucking Everything looking plastic. How did we have such plastic looking figures on Xbox 360 and no one made an army men game? Because they weren't very good at the time. Like, have you... I suppose we had toy soldiers, didn't we? Yeah. That's a good game. On the Dreamcast? No, that's Toy Commander. Keep telling, I swear every podcast that comes up. What, Toy Commander? (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're right there. Yeah. Um, but my number nine, I can see it's disappointing to a lot of people. I think some people have been outraged for silly reasons. Like It doesn't look like Mega Man. It they should have feel like Mega Man. Well, So it wasn't what they were promised. It, it, feels, it feels to control like Mega Man. Mm. The move, like the way he moves across the screen, the pace and he moves, stopping and firing, things like that. Yeah. On the surface level, it feels like Mega Man, but it doesn't seem to get what makes Mega Man great. And the key reason for this probably is because Inafune wasn't the director of the Mega Man games, he was an artist. Yeah, um, even though he said that he was going to come along in. Yeah. Conversely, Bloodstained, looking fucking amazing. It does, it looks really good. I've yeah. been watching videos. Did you watch Jim Sterling playing it? No, no, I didn't. Is yeah. he, did he like it? Yeah, he's loving it. Oh, he played the demo, I can't wait to get hold of that. I'm not getting the demo because I didn't back it for $60, I backed it for, just give me the game. Um, That's what I did. I but instantly, did. like just the motion of it, it feel it looks looks like Castlevania. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I my number Symphony nine, of, Symphony on, of Night on my Dreamcast now. I, Symphony of Night. It's not on Dreamcast. No, not on Dreamcast. Fucking out Xbox One. Yeah. Yeah, I've got that now. So I'm gonna play that. For I've got it on PS One and Xbox Three Sixty. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, backwards compatible now, isn't it? Yeah. 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 If I ever get an Xbox One, I'll get it. I'll hmm. download it again and play through it multiple times because. Um, that game's perfect to me. I love Near that perfect. game. Um, but yeah, my number nine. I don't think it deserves like three and four out of tens that some magazine, some people are giving it in reviews. I think yeah. they've been a bit too harsh. But sometimes the worst thing you can be is average. And it's kind of, it's right there. Like, I, with some extra little features. It could be great. Yeah. Like, I think you should be able to shoot upwards. There's too many enemies that just fly above you and get out of the range of your flight, of your shooting, and it's irritating. Um, less boxes. Yeah. I don't need boxes everywhere as obstacles. That is like your primary obstacle in the game. Boxes. Yeah. It should have been the theme. It's not my, it's ain't Minecraft. I don't need to be destroying cubes. Mm. I don't, I'm not even sure they're actually perfect cubes. Um, but yeah, the better level design. It could have been great. There's, there's occasional moments, like I mentioned, you get a little bit of this, like, Mega Man flair for design. Um, there's one enemy on an ice level, it's like a little thing, it pops out the ground like a plug, yeah. that's plugging a pipe, and the water shoots up in the air and it freezes into a column. Yeah. So that's the way it introduces it to you. You see it pop out, column, that's a nice Mega Man style design. Mm. It's like, oh, this is blocking your path, you can shoot it to make it drop. Yeah. Um, and then later there's a platform that's slightly out of reach that comes out and you realise if you shoot the ice you can jump on the platform and get to the higher platform. So it's like teaching you little mechanics nicely but then there's other times where it's just like here's a big flat area and there's like three boxes in the middle of it and that's your that's your area mm. for this stage. Um, there's a game out, is it called 20XX on Steam? Looks a lot better 
And the game they gave free to Mighty Number no. 9 backers called Mighty Gunvolt. Yeah. Really good. Oh. <laughs> Give that a go. Um, very difficult. But Mighty oh, Number no. 9, it's, it's average and I think they could have done better. But it's not as terrible as everyone says. I think it's perfectly playable. Mm. And I think if you get it in a Steam sale for like five quid, eventually, you'll probably enjoy it. You'll probably have your fun. It'll be like those old Xbox Live Arcade games. You remember back in the day when they were like four quid and oh, you would yeah, buy like, one every other week? The amount of shit that I bought on Xbox Live Arcade. I've got about 120 Xbox Live Arcade games on my Xbox 360. I had to buy a new Xbox 360 at one point because I needed a new hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I just, I'm not going to play it. Yeah, I can give you a copy of it. No. I've got a DRM-free version, which you had to play if you were in the UK because they didn't release it on Steam till today. No, I'm 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 probably not gonna play it. That, the problem is, it just doesn't appeal to me. I've I've got Mega Man One and Two. Mm, Mega um, Man Collection. I need to get that. No, I've got Mega Man One and Two. Yeah. I have the the. Um, we got the NES cards. Yeah, give them I've to me now. The Famicom. Give me, give them to me they're now. Not here. They're, they're still in the box set because I've still got my. Uh, I've got a box copy of Star Wars for the NES as well, haven't I? Oh yeah, yeah, we yeah. played that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, I've. My problem is that I've got Mega Man 1 and 2. And Mega Man 1 isn't a great game. It's enjoyable. Mm. You can see this, there's something special there. Mega Man 2 is where it's like goes, oh, this Mega is Man Mega 2 Man. Is, yeah, incredible. Um, or Rockman. And then you remember there's like 500 of them on the NES. Yeah. They made one every few months, I they swear. Um, but, uh, but Mega Man 2 is damn near perfection. Yeah. But this is... It was sold on the promise that it was going to bring back the spirit of Mega Man. But I it's think. It's more like it's brought back the reanimated corpse. Yeah, I think that's. And people th- forget that we were never actually missing Mega Man. Why do people keep thinking we yeah. didn't have Mega Man Mega games? Mega Man's still about. There was a lot of Mega Man games. There may not have been classic Mega Man. But there's still Mega Man games. How many Game Boy Advance and DS games were there? Tons. And RPGs. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And if you want a good Mega Man like experience that's brought into a new generation, play Astro Boy and the um, Game Boy Advance. Or Ooh. watch Astro Boy the movie with Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. Really good. <laughs> Really sad. Yeah, I quite like that film. I like that film. I got it on Blu-ray. Really I can understand. It's not a it's not a Astro Boy thing to me, but it's a good fun film. I think it's it's as close to Astro Boy as you can get here in the US. Yeah, yeah. like, like in a the US, US size version of it. Yeah, because yeah. if you were to make if you were to make the actual Astro Boy, it would end up being a lot more like Battle Angel. No, nah, regular Astro Boy is more sort of saccharine and. It's cute and fun. Yeah, um, I know, but it's still got those darker themes. Yeah, but whilst it's Japanese, in, isn't it? Whilst in Astro Boy, the film, the one we got, there's mm. one instance of child murder. Yeah. And then there's acceptance of oneself as mm. a immortal monster. I think he has butt cannons. Butt cannons, yeah. <laughs> But uh, there's some really, like, I think Nicolas Cage phones in a lot of performances, but in that you can kind of see that he's still trying. Yeah. Especially when he finds the hair and he's like, I can bring it back. It's like, mm. well, no, you can't. No, I can't, but I, I Bill Nye... Bill Nye's in it. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Yeah, done by the guys who made that TMNT film. The anime Yeah, one, yeah, it is. Which yeah. I like. Imagine-y. Imagine or, Studios, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Alright, well that's... Mighty number nine. Yeah, that's episode 44 of Crit Apocalypse. As always, you can is it find... 44? 45. Who knows? 44. As always, feel free to like, comment, subscribe. No one took me off my offer last time of placing their name on every page that we possibly have that they can communicate to us by. So, we've got nothing to read out today, but if you place your name somewhere on either of our Twitters, it's at LV54SpaceMonkey and at CritApocalypse, <laughs> I will read it out on the next podcast. Uh, Do you know how long the credits go for on Mighty Number no. 9 because of the 70,000 backers? Probably quite a while. Four hours. Jesus. <laughs> they could have scrolled a bit faster.
Oh, Did they not think to scroll faster? That'd be awful. There's three columns of names. I don't want to hear this. One. This is really upsetting. They've included everyone, even the people who didn't give their names back. So there's a whole bunch of them that just say a generous backer. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, if you like the podcast and listening to us on iTunes, please like, comment and subscribe. That really helps and it gives us a chance to really gauge on what we're doing, whether or not people like it. I'm sure you do because you listen right up until this point. Like anyway, have a great week. I can't wait to see... How are we going to do now we're in the uncertain times of no EU? We'll be alright. The whole place will be on fire soon. Well, if the idiots get their way. Yeah. Yeah, deportation apparently, even though there's nothing to do with the EU. Idiots. Uh. Idiots. Morons. They're all morons. They're all idiots. You know, someone has actually posted in the last hour that we've been doing this, someone has actually posted that the pound is now strong against the, uh, strong against the euro, uh, not realising that the euro has also fallen because we've removed ourselves from the euro, from uh, from the EU. So the euro has fallen in value. Mm. So where the pound has fallen in value and the euro has fallen in value, it looks like it's right. It's risen in value. They're idiots. They're fucking morons. They don't understand life. You've already gone over that. I know. I'm so angry, though. Anyway, have a great evening, guys. Bye. You've listened to us. I love you. Gently. Bye, ducks. That one person. Yeah, ducks. Yeah. Well, if someone else gives us their name, I can read it out and say thank you for your hard-earned time, you lovely thing, you, you gentle, beautiful beast, you majestic animal, lust. That probably won't come out, it's very quiet. Good.